0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm the other host, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Chris. How you doing, my friend?
1: I'm all right. Fun-filled work day. Yeah? Yes. And now I get to talk to you.
0: (laughs) Even worse.
1: (laughs) I mean, you... uh... Well, here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast... We watch and review science fiction and science fiction adjacent shows, movies, short films, miniseries, whatever. As long as it's got moving pictures and sound, we watch it and then we uh, break it down and review it, I guess. Actually, you know, I don't even think sound is needed. (laughs) I would be willing to watch a silent science fiction movie if it came out recently. I'd go for something that artsy. That's a challenge to all you would-be. Movie makers out there, you want to get your movie on our podcast. I remember <laughs> on this podcast,
0: you once in fact said that I quote never want to watch a movie that's R C. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, know.
1: <laughs> I still kind of believe that. But if you can make a movie without sound at all,
0: I I don't know, that's intriguing enough. So uh, as Anthony said, yes, we do watch sci fi and sci fi adjacent movies. Speaking of which, what did we watch? We watched the
1: 2021 American action comedy horror film. Willie's Wonderland, Willie's
0: Wonderland,
1: yes, directed by Kevin Lewis from a screenplay written by G. O. Parsons. It stars Nicholas Cage along with Emily Tosta, Rick Wrights, Chris Warner, a bunch of other names
0: blah blah blah. <laughs> I have the Amazon Prime blurb. Hit me with that Amazon Prime blurb when his car breaks down, a quiet loner agrees to clean an abandoned family fun center in exchange for repairs. He soon finds himself waging a war against possessed animatronic mascots while trapped inside Willy's Wonderland.
1: All right, well, I'm going to one-up you with a IMDb blurb. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Willy's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, (laughs) kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Uh, That is the best blurb (laughs) I've read. What episode is this? We've done over 60 of these. This is the best blurb. I think Nick Cage wrote that one. (laughs) You think so? You think he wrote it? (laughs) Yeah, I think he might have. Sounds like something that came from a dark corner of his mind. Just an absolute
0: banger. Banger of a description. (laughs) A blurb there. Wow. So Willy's Wonderland... A little bit of a background on this movie. First of all, it's Nicolas Cage's first appearance on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. Which is very surprising. He is a producer on this film, along with a couple of other people. That's not
1: really that important. So many production companies in the opening credits.
0: Willy's Wonderland, uh, as the the blurbs have alluded to, takes place inside of a family fun center. If, if anyone's ever been to a, a Chuck E. Cheese Or um, I don't know any other Family Fun Centers. I've never actually been to one. Yeah, You've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese? No. Oh, okay. Very much inspired by the, or at least taking themes from the Five Nights at Freddy's series of games. Essentially, in the games themselves, you play as a security guard. I think at least in the first one, I don't know any of the other ones. But in the first one, you play as a security guard watching over Freddy's thing. You just got to survive the night.
1: A little, I I mean, it's such a generic premise that I'm not. We can say inspired by, but I I think there were some claims. If you read up on the movie, that
0: it was just a straight rip, and I I disagree. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it de- it definitely has some themes, like yeah, similar themes. Whether or not they were coincidental or intentional uh, is not up for debate. For me, I'm not willing sure, to sure, sure. do that. This movie, though. I think a few years ago, back in 2019, there was another movie with a similar enough premise—the uh, Banana Splits movie. Do you know what the Banana Splits are? Do you remember them? No, no, I don't. I can't remember them. I don't think I ever knew. So it—they were a cartoon from the 60s or late 60s. But I remember watching them on Cartoon Network early in the morning on Sundays. I think whenever you know when they was in syndication, mm, okay. and uh, and I was like, oh, it's cool. This is a bunch of animals. I think they're famous for that. That song, like, ring, 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 banana phone, like that. I don't know if you've ever heard that. It's not <laughs> have they're, now. they're a bunch of, like, friendly, anthropomorphic humanoids, like animals. But in the movie, it's a horror film. <laughs> they go around killing a bunch of people. Nice. And I, I did not have the opportunity to watch that. I wanted to. I didn't. It's no big deal. But when I read about Willy's Wonderland, I was very fascinated by the idea of making a movie in which you fight animatronic yeah you know creatures yeah whatever whatever it might be yeah as this is a movie that i chose um i will actually give you the floor if you would like to share with me your initial thoughts and opinions and maybe dip your toe into the wide pool that is the facts
1: oh yes let's talk about the facts Willy's Wonderland currently has a 5.6 stars out of 10 star rating on IMDb, just shy of 7,500 reviews or ratings. It's got a median score of 6. Over on Metacritic has a Metascore of 42, the user score of 7.9. Rotten Tomatoes has this sitting at 64% fresh, with an audience score of 77. And I gotta say that I disagree... With every single one of these ratings. (laughs) This movie, Willy's Wonderland, is a solid 10 out of 10. Wow. I rented this on VOD. It's the only way you can watch the movie right now. I believe you did as well. I did. And after the movie was... Actually, as the credits were rolling, because I watched the entire credits. I did not fast forward, because those names needed to be acknowledged. As soon as that was done, I went on Amazon... And I pre-ordered the Blu-ray. <laughs> so once y'all hear this, <laughs> I would have gotten my Blu-ray edition of Willy's Wonderland. I also found official Willy's Wonderland merch where they're oh. selling his shirt from the movie. They're sold out. So <laughs> I have a little Dang thing it. on there. So if they get more, I'll get a little notification, I think. And we'll, we'll go from there. <laughs> That's my initial opinion. Yeah. Do you need me to go more in depth? Than that? Uh, I mean, if you'd like, feel free. I mean <laughs> I don't know. This is nothing like what I expected it. Um, it does say horror. It's not very scary. It's definitely a horror genre, right? Animatronics come to life and start murdering people, eating them and stuff. There's some blood, there's some gore. There's a good bit of gore. So it's definitely horror genre, but it's not very scary. It is decidedly rated R, not just because of the blood and gore. It's also got some some, uh, language and I guess a sex scene with no nudity. Yeah. As close as you can get to a sex scene with nudity without having nudity, I would say. The biggest surprise of all in this entire film, which I almost don't want to say, is that Nicolas Cage doesn't have any lines. He
0: grunts. He grunts quite a bit. Yeah, he comes close. Like, there's a scene in which he is, he pops open one of his soda cans or whatever that is. I don't know. I, I couldn't decide. Between energy drink. Energy yeah. drink or soda. I don't know. Cause it said the word pop on it. So, yeah, I, it did. I don't know. He like goes, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the closest he gets to uttering an actual syllable. So,
1: yep. It's fantastic.
0: The whole film is,
1: I just, I don't know how you can. This film, it sets goals and it achieves those goals it sets a bar for itself and then it beats the crap out of that bar and it just <laughs> keeps going on there's no way like there's not a better version of this movie i'm sorry i know Fair they're enough. making a sequel and i'm very excited about that but <laughs> i'm very happy that this movie got impacted by covid it didn't come to theaters or it did a very very limited release and instead went straight to video on demand so that You could find it and say, we have to do this for the podcast, thus forcing me to watch it.
0: (laughs) Okay. What do you got? I agree with you on most everything. You're going to say like a 9.5? No, I think it's a 10. (laughs) I I think this movie is the perfect movie for our podcast. And I'm not just giving it a 10 because it's the perfect movie for our podcast. But uh, I enjoyed every moment. The only thing that's disappointed me so far is I'm looking at the movie poster and they're missing a character. So that's a thing. Oh, who Uh, are they missing? (laughs) Uh, Sally Siren. I don't see her anywhere on it. All right. Hold on. Unless she's in the ball pit. I don't know. She's one of the better
1: animatronics as well. Well, It's not the best one. We can go down that. We're going to do our ranking (laughs) here
0: in a little while. (laughs) She's just a human with a thing on her head. So that's the reason why she's probably a little better.
1: Yeah. Well, she's played by a ballerina. It's how they were able to do all those, those moves. Mm, yeah.
0: When it comes to Willy's Wonderland, I got to say, I was thoroughly impressed from the jump. I think about halfway, no, not even halfway through, probably like in the first 15 minutes. Because I watched this movie with my wife and she kind of looked over at me and she's like, is he going to say anything?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's <laughs> like, I don't know. And I'm not... I'm not 100% sure that Nick Cage is the reason why he didn't say anything. Apparently, that's in the script. And
1: that's what okay. got Nicolas Cage interested. Was I guess he enjoys silent, old, like
0: old silent horror films. And this was his kind of way of actually making one of those. Okay. It makes sense if it's in the script because you have a lot like... I, I know that the people in charge of creating it said that it's not based on a game. However, if it was based on a game, it would make sense to have a silent protagonist. So... Sure. That's kind of a thing. And... I really think he enjoyed making this movie. Oh yeah! I think this is probably the only time in his life that he's probably cleaned. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I wrote that down <laughs> in my notes. Yeah, so when's
0: the last time you think that Nicolas Cage yeah. has cleaned something himself? Like, it's just, he did a lot of cleaning. Do you ever play a visceral cleanup simulator or whatever? I'm aware of it. Okay, yeah, that's what I felt like. Because <laughs> like, he goes about, it's ruined in the blurb. So, I mean, if spoilers in 321, when he's fighting these animatronics and killing them, for lack of a better word, he turns around and cleans up the mess he makes, which yep. I thought was a fantastic thing. He makes a deal to become a janitor and. He's kind of a man of his word. He takes 15 minute breaks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often he takes them. I should go back and count how many he takes throughout <laughs> the film. There's several, like there's one scene in particular where he's about to fight one of these animatronics and he stops in the middle of what he's doing because his watch goes off because he needs to take a break. Oh, was great. No, I agree. Pretty much with everything.
1: Well, let's talk about some of the actors. Really, I only care to talk about two of them. Okay. So let's leave the obvious one for for last and talk about Emily Tosta. Okay. She plays Liv. I mean, the person with the most lines in this movie,
0: (laughs) I guess. She can't stop talking. Yeah, it is a lot.
1: (laughs) I recognized her and it took about half the movie for me to pause and look her up so I could figure out where I recognized her from because it was just killing me. But she plays Leticia Cruz in Mayans MC, which I love. That's got a new season coming up. Very different character, but it, kind of the same vibe. You know, a young girl who is very forceful and knows, like, has goals and is going to get them. But, but everything else about her is completely different. Uh, apparently, they rebooted Party of Five and she they did 10 episodes of that. So she was in that. Okay. Don't think I'll ever watch it. Other than that, it looks like she's done, you know, an episode of TV here, an episode of TV there. A few movies, maybe. I don't know. How did you feel about her performance? Have you ever seen anything
0: she's in? No, I've never seen an episode of Mines MC. That's a disappointment. I think I, I, think I said Mimes MC. Mayans That's different. <laughs> MC. It's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a biker gang made of mimes. That's Again. a show Nick Cage would be in, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I've never seen anything with her in it as far as I'm aware. I mean, I might have. Like she may have, might have popped in on an episode of TV, but I don't remember.
1: Honestly, I don't recognize. I mean, she was in an episode of NCIS Los Angeles. An episode of The Last Ship. Yeah, I don't recognize any of the rest of this. So only 14 acting credits. So fairly new actor. Oldest one's 2013, but really busting out in 2020,
0: 2021. So, okay. Uh, I would like to talk about Beth Grant, who played the sheriff, Sheriff Lund. Been in a lot of stuff. 233 acting credits. Donnie Darko, Speed. Just wow. Like she's the lady who gets blowed up on Speed. Oh, okay. Like, or not on speed, in the movie Speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew she meant, yeah. I mean, uh, she, she might have. I have no idea. I have no I wasn't, clue. On, I wasn't on set.
1: <laughs> but we're not saying that she was, <laughs> for the record. But yeah. That was just yeah. a
0: bad joke. She's in a lot of stuff. She was on a couple episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. Kind of cool.
1: She Is she a main character in the Mindy Project? I don't, I've, I've only seen a couple s- episodes of that. She's in 79 episodes of it, so I assume...
0: Oh. Yeah. Uh, never seen it. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see some of the kids. What have you, Kaylee Cowan? She is the, I guess the, the eye candy. I I feel kind of a, I feel uncomfortable talking about someone who was born in nineteen ninety
1: eight as eye candy, but oh goodness, whatever. Look, uh, she was. They're all teenagers, (laughs) right? But yes, right. She plays the cute blonde one, and she's
0: pretty new. I mean, she doesn't have but a handful of credits. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like Chris, played by Kay Cadillac, has like seven or eight. Jonathan Mercedes. I mean, he has slightly more. I think he's been in a lot more stuff. I guess as a st- he's a stuntman. Oh, okay. Really. Terrell Hill also been in. Well, he's been in a wow since 2015. 46
1: enough. credits. Yeah. Oh, He's in Cobra Kai. I mean, everything
0: you should watch that. I've seen the first season. It's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Christian Del Grosso. Also in a bunch of stuff, the other two adult principal actors would be Chris Warner, who played Jed Love, and Rick Wrights, who played Tex McAdoo.
1: I, Can we talk about we, people named Texas
0: <laughs> in movies and media in general? I want to talk about how... So in, our, in an episode that we just recently released, Pacific Rim the Black, we made an offhand comment about who's in charge of naming Jaegers. <laughs> I want to know who determines... Characters who have first and last names in movies. Like, I know it's up to the script writer or the, the storyboarder or what? I don't don't I don't, I don't know what the proper, improper name is. I don't know. But Tex McAdoo. Yeah. Did you see his fake mustache? Oh, yes. You see how fake it was? <laughs> well, what's funny is because he has a mustache in his picture on IMDb. So yeah, I'm not but sure not going enough. on there. <laughs> I have no idea. He has been in many, many things. I and mean, he's an older gentleman, but. He's got over, he has 100 acting credits exactly. So he needs to go ahead and stop acting right now. So you can keep that solid number. Yeah, forget his income. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> Chris need it. Warner, 30. So not a whole lot, but you know, it is what it is. We can also talk a little bit about the people who are in the animatronic suits. Give them a shout out. Yeah, Jiri Stanek plays Willie. Jessica Graves Davis is Cyrene Sarah, not Sally. Sorry. Taylor Towery is Cammy the Chameleon. Chris Schmidt Jr. is Tito the Turtle. Christopher Bradley is Artie the Alligator. Duke Johnson uh, is a Knightly Knight, and Billy Bussy or Busey—I don't know. I think that's Busey because it's like Gary. Is that isn't that Busey? Busey. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Gus the Gorilla. Duke Johnson. Let's just look up Duke Johnson's IMDb because that's a fantastic name. Ooh, 111. Uh Uh-oh. A lot of stunts. He
1: should also stop. Oh, yeah. A A lot lot of stunts. 111 stunt credits. Jeez. 31 acting credits. Nice. He's big stunts, too. Walking Dead, Captain America, Godzilla, Office Christmas Party. (laughs) Oh, man. Tons and tons of things. I cool. mean, and really, you know, it's the perfect people to cast f- to be in your animatronic suits and do stunts oh, are stunt oh. people. So,
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. What? He was also in Three Ninjas at M- High Noon at Mega Mountain, starring one Terry the Hulk Hogan. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> oh, man. I Just one dude. of them, not like uh, several. <sighs> okay. He always looks so small in that movie. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, on a conceptual level, I think this is a very, very interesting movie. I want to like kind of move past the idea of thoughts and opinions and just kind of get oh, into... We're not going to talk like, about Nicolas Cage? We can here in just a second. Okay. But this is a movie that was made and then attached Nicolas Cage to it because none of these actors are A-listers. Right? I mean, some of them might be. I guess Emily Tosta would be considered an A-list actress. I mean, she's a, she's a she's got a main role on a television show that's got two seasons. It's going to have a third, right? Yeah. She's.
1: I mean, she's definitely supporting. She's in okay, a yeah, lot of episodes, but
0: yeah. Okay. So other than Nicolas Cage, none of these actors are really that famous. And I think it does a really interesting job of making one of the two main characters Being a guy in a nine foot weasel costume, because Willie's front and center the entire time. Literally, yes. Whether there's someone in that costume or not, I want to say he's almost in every frame that's in the main room. With very few exceptions, I think he's almost always in shot, which I think is pretty neat. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's always there. He's the menace, right? I guess we could do a real quick high level plot breakdown. So in this small town of, what is it, Hayesville? Is that where they were? I don't even remember what it's called. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a family fun center called Willie's Wonderland, which was owned and operated by a, a guy named Willis, I think. Yep. Who turns out he was a serial killer and hired other serial killers to work for him. Yeah, he like groomed them. He would use those serial killers to kill a bunch of people. The police were going to come and stop him after all these reports. They perform a satanic ritual transferring their consciousness and souls, I guess, I don't know, into these crazy animatronic animals. And then the fun center gets shut down. The sheriff, spoilers, eventually makes a deal with this nine-foot animatronic weasel that they would just give them sacrifices. And so... Every adult in this town that is aware of this deal is essentially an accessory to murder. Essentially or literally? Well, I mean, I can't say literally because it's not real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in the universe. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, who's going to, what court is going to have this case? Like, there's not going to be a trial ever. No judge is going to pre- be presented evidence of a demonic ritual that caused animatronics to come to life. Like, you know what I mean? He's just going to blame yeah, the adults yeah. involved and or Nicholas Cage's character for these murders. Uh, anyways, Nicolas Cage is brought to this town because he had spike strips, pop his tires, and then he goes about killing everything. Yeah.
1: The idea of this movie, killer animatronics locked inside of a, you know, in a building overnight, who's going to live, you or them, blah, 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 is not what makes the movie great. It's the execution of its storytelling. The action nice scenes, puns. it is the... What was that? <laughs> nice pun. <laughs> oh, I did I pun? Execution. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, Oh well, he executes him for sure. <laughs> but it's... No, it is. It's the execution of it. It's how Nicolas Cage plays his character. It's his ad-lib dancing scene. Improv, I guess, because he doesn't speak, so that wouldn't be ad-lib, right? He improv that, that dancing scene. It's all of that. It's the physical acting that really makes it, right? It's not... The fact that he's killing animatronics, it's everything around it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. In more ways than one, I think this is a movie that transforms as it goes. I mean, I don't know if it's some kind of meta implication, but like Nicolas Cage's character, the janitor, as he is credited as, again, has no speaking lines and doesn't really change at all. And I find it absolutely, like, it's strange how, like, because I feel like he's already a weird person in the movie because he's driving around at high speeds on this backcountry road, yeah. He's got a like bag of beverages in his passenger seat, and he's popping them and drinking. Well, I think up. he has a case of them in the trunk, and he puts them in a Something bag like after. His...
1: I did yeah. look up and make sure that is not the car from Drive Angry,
0: so oh, okay. I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like he doesn't know anything about his situation, right? Because he's just he's driving through the country, and he has to. He exchanges a night's worth of work to repair his vehicle. And then when first presented with one of these murderous animatronics, beats it to death. Like- With a mop. Yeah. Like, I think it's the ostrich is the first one, Yeah, the ostrich, yeah. I don't, like, it was just one of those things where when it happened, I was like, what the heck? (laughs) I mean, he doesn't scream in fear. He doesn't run for his life. His first instinct is murder. It's fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. Well, it did say, I'm going to eat your face. Right. I think that, and, but you know. <laughs> he just has uh, no
0: reaction other than, well, I'm going to kill you now, weird robot bird. But the movie progresses like there's these montage or vignette scenes where he's like cleaning and music overlays.
1: With no gloves. I'm going to say he cleans no gloves. He does wash his hands <laughs> at the beginning of every break. True. But he cleans that whole disgusting
0: bathroom. No gloves. I don't yeah. know. And this yeah. chemicals. You don't, want, you don't want that on your under your fingertips. Nope.
1: No, he does use sandpaper to to grind away at his fingertips (laughs) or to, 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 I say, grind away at his fingertips. That's not, that was not what
0: I meant. I meant to sand down his fingernails. Like, and as he's cleaning, the place becomes more presentable, like in this weird symbolic way that he and the fun center have like a fresh start. I don't know. I, I thought the movie was fascinating. I really did. I cannot speak enough about how interesting I thought this movie was conceptually. And a lot of people will probably just think, oh, it's just some dumb Five Nights at Freddy's horror movie ripoff. And they're just going to miss out on a movie with a lot of layers, which is really surprising.
1: I mean, I put a note halfway through the movie that Nicolas Cage is irreplaceable in this film. Like, I don't think anyone else could have done the job he did to the same level. But there's going to be a lot of people who write it off because he's he's oh, it's just another Nicolas Cage director, DVD, blah, blah, yeah. blah, right? I, I I can't see a version of this movie without him in it. I just can't. He's such an interesting – like, we, we
0: can talk about Nicolas Cage now. All right, finally. Thank you. <laughs> he's such an interesting actor because he's accomplished. I mean, he's been in big, 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 big blockbuster movies. Yeah. We just kind of go over his IMDb here in a second but his financial troubles have been well documented and i think that's probably unfortunately kind of ruined his reputation he doesn't get those big roles anymore which is kind of sad
1: Well, this movie was supposed to be you know go to an actual like
0: theatrical release yeah, yeah. but i mean like if you just if we go back about 20 years and we just look at maybe a little bit further i mean 1995 he's in leaving las vegas the rock con air face off city of angels snake eyes Eight mm bringing out the dead, gone in sixty seconds in less than like five years. He yeah. was in these major Hollywood productions, these big bangers, and then it went down a little bit. I mean uh, I've never seen Captain Corelli's Vandolin. I didn't even heard of that wind talkers, sunny adaptation, matchstick men, but then kind of a little bit of a bounce back, national treasure, Lord of war, mm, Lord <laughs> of war, fantastic. <laughs> one of my personal favorites? the wicker man. Ugh. I had to screen that movie when I worked at our local theater. Um, What's funny is I I watched it before it was released in theaters because of a mutual friend found a a pirated copy. And the version I watched didn't have any special effects. Mm. So there's the scene where he's getting a bucket of bees poured into this like mask and he's screaming, ah, the bees, ah, the bees. There aren't any bees. So he's just (laughs) going for it, like in this weird mask thing. A plus. And then, uh, yeah, no, he just you know his career is his career. Can't really change that about it. But you know, it's just he's a ghostwriter. Yeah, I knew he'd been married and divorced a few times,
1: but not five times. Married in '95, divorced in 2001. All right, married in 2002, divorced in 2004. Mm-hmm. Married again in 2004, divorced in 2016. So I think that's a record then married again in 2019, divorced also in 2019. And then he got married this year, Mm. 2021. I mean, he's not letting life get him
0: down. Yeah. Like I was saying, it is what it is. We can't litigate the past or at least change it. No, I I just respect, massive respect. He's in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, kick ass, bad lieutenant, port of call, New Orleans is actually supposed to be really good, apparently. (laughs) He was in... uh, or he's going to be in a movie that I think we plan on watching, Jiu Jitsu, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is... Yeah, that's I'm coming. I'm ready for that. Yes. Yeah, and he was in Spider-Man, inside, Into the Spider-Verse. He played Spider-Man Noir. So, I mean, he had to make a lot of these bad movies. And I just, I wonder if his trajectory is going to go back up. He's Hollywood royalty. His uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's... he's his cousin is Sofia Coppola. Like, he's just... I don't know. I'm just, I'm fascinated by his career. He kind of fell off my radar a little bit in the late 2000s, you know, for his his choice. I mean, there's that famous "Funnier or Die video where his agent's like <laughs> trying to convince him not to make these bad movies. <laughs> yeah, I love that video. And then he just like makes one up along the way and he's like, oh, I love being in movies, Gary. <laughs> I'm fascinated by his movies. I hope he bounces back. I, I hope this is what he needs to to get because I mean, I'd love to see him have a big career renaissance. I mean, he's in his what I think he's he's in his mid 50s 57. So that's what I got about Nicolas. I Cage. mean, <laughs> yeah, I think uh,
1: you've exhausted our Nicolas Cage segment, <laughs> but uh, what's your favorite Nicolas
0: Cage movie? Oh, it's The Rock, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like I know everyone's gonna run at me and say that Con Air is a better movie, and they might be mm. right. They are not, but sure. I I won't disagree with someone who thinks that Conair is a better movie, but he plays a character named Stanley Goodspeed. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Again, who chooses the names of these people? Uh, He drives a Ferrari in downtown San Francisco. He plays opposite Sean Connery and I think steals some scenes from Sean Connery. Oh, okay. Uh, He also is in scenes with Ed Harris. You know, he's just... That's my favorite movie that he's, and I think it's probably his best. I mean, there's okay. an argument for National Treasure probably being the better movie because it's more accessible for people. My favorite Nicolas Cage movie is a
1: split between National Treasure and Lord of War. Mm. Two movies that are on the polar opposite of each other. <laughs> they could Definitely. not be more different. So, yeah, and I, I I love National Treasure. I love the second one. I'm waiting for a third one. Come on, man. You need (laughs) money? I'll give you some money. It's called National (laughs) Treasure 3. Obviously, we got to talk about Gone in 60 Seconds. Whatever. Do we have to talk about Gone in 60 Seconds? I always thought it was a uh, little overrated. It's good, but it's not as good as the other car movie. You know what I'm talking about? His name is Memphis (laughs) Reigns. Does he name his own characters?
0: I mean, maybe. Uh, Have you ever seen 8mm? I'm going to say yes, but I don't really remember it. It's probably a movie that you shouldn't watch by yourself. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, Face Off is a fantastic movie. My only problem with Face Off is that John Travolta does a better job of being Nicolas Cage to (laughs) Nicolas Cage's face. But in in my opinion, Face Off is a John Travolta movie.
1: I get that. I mean, I didn't include some other films that Nicolas Cage is in when I was thinking about Because he's in a lot of things, but that doesn't yeah. make it a Nicolas Cage movie,
0: right? Right. No, I get you. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, anyways, um. let's close the lid on our <laughs> Nicolas Cage segment. Not nailing the lid down. I'm just closing it. We can open it later if we need to. This is a fantastic film. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> I would like to talk about the music. Do you want to talk about how they ended the movie on Freebird? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> there's, uh, wait, that, is that I, doing? I freebird? What? I,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> so I guess we're doing this throughout the rest of the movie. I think everything else, because I, I watched the credits intently, and I think that all the other music was original to this film. Not only the the, the chant, you know, it's your birthday, like yeah, uh, uh, yeah. There's that chant like how you call that chant.
1: That's what it is, I guess.
0: And then there's like the the 80s synth song that's like playing while he's doing his little dance scene, playing pinball. Fantastic. All apparently, and if I'm getting it wrong, I I apologize. I think all written and performed by the same group of people. Yeah. Uh, And what I mean by that, respectively, probably written all by one person performed by a group of other people. And then... When Freebird comes on, I just said it out loud. I was like, "Anyways, here's Freebird." Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what just it started. felt like, though. That's what it felt like.
1: Yeah, because he is. Uh, he, isn't at the end of the movie, he gives a friendly wave to the sheriff. You know, howdy. He goes back inside. The ending happens, and then Freebird plays. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Do you think that the sheriff is going to be able to crawl away from that?
0: She got sliced in half. (laughs) I know. It's not the first time we would have seen someone (laughs) sliced in half and crawl away. Technically, we saw someone get blown apart. Technically. You don't think she makes it? I don't think so.
1: I don't know. I think that if Colonel Shaw can make it,
0: (laughs) she can make it. He's also a war hero. I mean, she's just... Uh, That's true. (laughs) She's she's just an accessory to murder (sighs) on a grand scheme. Like, like, not only murder, conspiracy to commit murder falsifying evidence, producing false statements, coercion, bribery, yep. like malfeasance. Name some more crimes. I don't I, I kidnapping? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Conspiracy to kidnap. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's
1: craziness. Oh, it's craziness. So, this is Peak Nicholas Cage. He's also like besides being able to take out all of these animatronics that have killed all of these other people and gone unharmed, he's also the best janitor the world has ever seen. <laughs> There's no way I even uninterrupted I could have cleaned that whole place the way he did in a single night. I mean, I probably could have, not to that extent. It was, of course, he's also using cleaners that are somehow getting off stains that probably won't come off spray paint on the walls and whatnot.
0: When he started rubbing that cleaner onto the spray paint, my wife was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> mm,
1: probably not going to happen.
0: Totally worth a thousand dollars for one night. Like that was. Perfect. I did see something really funny. When he's in the bathroom, he walks by a stall and it says on, there's some graffiti on one of the stalls that says, I love Kathy's butt. Like I heart Kathy's butt. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Well, when I say that, it might have been Kathy or Cammie. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's Kathy because Kathy is a human being and Cammie was a chameleon. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I wouldn't put it past anybody.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, okay. what? Who's your favorite animatronic murderer? Give me a ranking.
0: I think Artie probably had the highest body count that we saw. Oh, that's how you're ranking them? Because he does take out two people by himself. Sure. They're a bit distracted at the time, but yeah. <laughs> Look, man. There's winners and then there's second place, okay? Yep, yep, yep. I think in order, I think... Nighty Knight was probably my favorite one because he had a weapon. Sure. You know, sure. Cause cause and be, I love that it's be,
1: stuck through the dude's chest and it's like still <laughs> styrofoam moving around. <laughs> like what?
0: Yeah. So I got Nighty Knight, Tito the Turtle because hmm. I think he speaks Spanish. Okay. Willy, Siren Sarah, Cammy the Chameleon, and then Gus the Gorilla. All right. Oh, no! I sorry. I have Artie in third place. Move everyone down a tier then go ahead. I would put oh, and then, uh, Tito sorry, at the one, top for sure. Okay. I was going to say last one would be the ostrich because it wasn't played by a person. So,
1: no, fair enough. No, Tito the turtle is my favorite <laughs> for sure. Like hands down. And then probably nighty night. And then uh, Willie just
0: being there. You know, I like just presence. I was really impressed by Tito's ability to pull that deputy out of the car, unload his shotgun and steal the keys. Yeah. All in one motion swoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sleight of hand. He's got a high dexterity. <laughs> Alright, do you have an idiot of the movie? I
0: do. There's a clear winner. There is. And then there is another winner who isn't going to be in a tie, but I I think I'm going to introduce a new award. Uh-oh. Okay. And it is <laughs> It's just gonna be another idiot of the movie. Okay. I'm giving out two Idiot of the movie awards, each of them their own independent awards. There is no crossover, no tie, just two solid awards. One obviously belongs to Sheriff Lund. Obviously. She's the b- <laughs> most obvious choice. Mainly because she makes a deal with a demonic presence of a serial killer inside of an animatronic robot where she is being, it is being proved to her that these animatronic robots can be killed. Exactly. And she still sides with a nine foot tall weasel. There's only one so, left. She could have just shotgunned him right there and called it. Yeah. She would be yeah.
1: a whole person.
0: Well, the problem is, is that it's the main reason why she doesn't do it is because it's there is too much blood on her hands. Right. Like she has to continue the cycle because as soon as this guy leaves, I mean, he's not going to tell anyone anything because he doesn't speak any words. But I mean, like it's over. Right. Right. Well, how are they going to dispose of all those dead bodies in the dumpster? Hmm. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. No, she's obviously the idiot of the movie. The second idiot of the movie for me is Liv. Oh, okay. Emily Tosta. In her fervent desire to get this man out, the janitor, which I appreciate. She's trying to do something noble. She's seen however many hundred people get murdered by these animatronics. Like, she's, like she saw it happen with her own eyes as a child. And then she was kidnapped slash raised by this person who's perpetuating this vicious cycle. And so she's trying to break that cycle. And I can appreciate that. She tries to burn it down on multiple occasions. We see it. Understandable. Yeah. But yeah. she does get all of her friends killed.
1: Well, she, yeah, kind of. Her friends, it's that classic, I told you all to stay behind, and then they all die. Why don't they leave? Why don't the adults leave? Yeah, yeah, for sure. My second yeah. idiot of the movie, obviously after the sheriff, is just everyone who didn't leave. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> what, what is yeah. it? Maybe they're all a tiny bit. Maybe it's the residual evil, you know, keeping them all kind of in lock and step. Who knows? You know, I uh, I had my ninth birthday party at a Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was, I think it was my ninth. It might have been my eighth, but it was the best be- birthday party I've ever had. Excellent. I'm glad uh, to. At that. least as a child, yeah.
0: I, I, I do have two other votes for Idiot of the Movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Go make your way through the only two
0: other people <laughs> that we haven't mentioned. No, it's Kathy and Bob. Kathy and Bob. Yeah. The couple that engages in sexual congress number one (laughs) is that what we're in in a haunted haunted family fun center that they know for a fact that people have been killed inside and then during this act they see one of them and they don't do anything yeah they don't stop (laughs) yeah like as soon like i don't know I've never been in a horror movie in real life, so I don't know what it's like. But I just, I I feel, I feel on a personal level that if I was anywhere near a haunted family fun center and I saw one of those animatronics in the room with me, I would be doing everything in my power to get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I just would. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I thought you were going to say that the the county sheriff, county cop or whatever, who just buys the sheriff's story about Satan, Oh, yeah. And That's fair. Evil animatronics is like, well, I guess we'll break the law. And I'm like, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? He had it in his power to stop everything and he didn't do it because he was just a pushover. He was gullible. I wrote down gutless.
0: That's Yeah, no, it's fair. I completely forgot about him because he goes out like a chump. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think the, I the number one thing to learn from this movie is that obviously, don't spend the night in family fun centers. Oh, no. And
0: breaks are union mandated and must be taken. <laughs> So there is going to be a sequel, right? It's been confirmed that there is going to be a sequel? Just a few weeks ago. Yeah, so nothing, you know, nothing beyond that they're planning it. Neat. I'm interested. I wonder how it'll go. Who my, knows? My wife was very concerned about the the ending scene or kind of ending sequence where Nicolas Cage gets in his Camaro and then Liv kind of gets in with him. Right. She's like, "What is she doing?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, she doesn't have anything anymore, right?" <laughs> like, it just, she's, she's, leaving. Like, she's just gonna she's just gonna get in the car with a stranger I was like I wouldn't stick around you know um, and I thought that maybe they were gonna try to like n- not like not like do a romance I don't want anyone to think I'm about to say that but um, like they were trying to do like maybe some connection where like they're related oh I don't think so I think they just game recognize game I felt like they were going to sprinkle a little bit of it on you because when he when they first see each other they like lock eyes and stare at each other, and there's this like dramatic music, and this kind of like, Ooh. and I was like, huh, like maybe he, like maybe he's related to her, and then like I thought maybe that like he, her mother was his sister or something. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad they didn't do that. They didn't complicate it any more than they needed to make it very simple. I think it was just, just kindred a, spirits. Yeah, And that's it. He he's just a murderous drifter, and she wants to leave with him. So yeah,
1: I mean, haven't you ever? Gone on a cross-country <laughs> no. drive with a murderous drifter. Uh, I have not. He doesn't murder uh, a person, though, does he? No. No, he doesn't. Another movie filmed in Georgia. <laughs> yes. I think that was with a so. Malaysian production company. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Good old Georgia, I guess.
0: Let's see. $5 million budget. Kind of yeah, impressive. It shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And by it shows, I mean, I think they, they use their budget
0: very well. Yeah. It apparently, it was filmed in a, a bowling alley. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And I think that all of the sets are great. We only get like two for the most part. Most part. There's like three or four rooms we see inside Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, I meant like besides Willy's, we get like a trailer and then like a big garage. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the 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 sheriff's
1: office for a moment. Side of the road. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not a whole lot. But no, I'm very interested.
1: Well, if you enjoyed this movie as much as we did, awesome. If you didn't, email us. And give us suggestions for better movies to watch. I don't think they'll find You can find hit it. us up at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at sci-fi wise guys. We're also on Facebook. This is the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group. However you want to reach out to us, we'd appreciate the suggestions, feedback, comments, but mostly your compliments. If you enjoyed what you heard, we'd appreciate if you support the podcast by sharing us with some friends. Or sharing sharing us with some enemies if you don't have any friends. That's okay, too. Give us that rating, thumbs up, the follow, whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice. A five-star review on iTunes or Podchaser. If you want to go above and beyond, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys. A buck a month gets you all the episodes early, as well
0: as behind-the-scenes snippets, cut content, that type of thing. Like Anthony said, we just want to say thanks again for everyone who's listened. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And just know that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. It's your birthday, and we want it to be fun.